listening to the Writerly Bites podcast, where you'll get bite-sized tips for making your writing and your writing life better. I'm Blair Hurley, and I'm a novelist and a creative writing instructor. You can find more about me at BlairHurley.com and on Twitter at BeHurley. You can follow news about the podcast on Twitter at Writerly Bites. This week's writing tip is art is about making choices. I was thinking this week about sprawling novels that are teeming with characters, or stories where we get to see everyone's side to the story, or get all access to what characters are feeling and why they do the things they do. I was thinking about the kinds of stories that tell you what happens to everyone years down the track, so that you can feel a little bit reassured that everything is known about this world. I was thinking as well about what I heard about the visual artist Jackson Pollock and his process for creating his huge, splattery, fantastically challenging paintings. A lot of people look at Jackson Pollock's work and, and their first impulse might be to say, that's not art because what is it? I could do that. But what I learned about Jackson Pollock was that he would actually make far larger canvases spread out along the floor of almost a, a warehouse-sized space, and he would splatter paint all over this enormous canvas. And then he would choose what section to cut out from what he had just created. That, to me, that choice of what he was deciding to cut out and make the art is what possibly makes his work truly art. So I'm thinking about making choices in our narratives, and how tempting it is sometimes to give all of the information. And sometimes we make this mistake in revision, where we think that just giving more information about a character will necessarily make our stories better. If we know more about the character, that must mean that we've done more work, we've, had, we've developed that character more, more thoroughly, we've examined their childhood and their past relationships and that traumatic memory that they had. If we throw it all in, if we just go more and more and more, we must be making our story more artful. But the more and more I think about it, the more I think that this is a, a misguided way of revising and thinking about art in general. Art isn't about giving all of the information or providing the encyclopedia of a life. If that were the case, then if we wanted to really experience a country, for example, all we would have to do is read every book about the country or read an encyclopedia entry about the country. When in fact, we want to have a curator in most cases, someone or a few someones who are going to give us a limited view, a, a telling, revealing window. Sometimes a keyhole vision into a story is so much more revealing than if we were to receive all of the information. And sometimes life is mysterious. Sometimes we don't get to know what the other person is thinking, and we never get to learn what happens to them 10 years down the track. And we have to make our peace with that. So if we want to have art that really reflects reality, to some extent, we have to engage in limitation. And that's why I'm coming back to that thought about how art is about making choices. It often means cutting. When I think about a really skillful documentary maker, for example, they have the material, they don't get a lot of choice in, in what the interviewees are going to say, but the artwork comes in the cutting and in the editing. And sometimes they can violate 
the ethics of truth by cutting in a way that seems manipulative and ultimately manipulates the truth. If we're writing fiction, we don't have that same burden of truth-telling, but we still have to be making artful choices. So this week, think about what choices you need to make in your story. Consider closing down one pathway instead of showing us the hypotheticals of both ways that a story might go, or showing us both perspectives in an argument. Think about eliminating access. Think about cutting one scene and allowing the reader to dwell in the mystery of what might happen next or what happened behind that closed door. Try eliminating access to one scene or one perspective in your story and see how that choice that you're making will allow you to put your stamp of artistry on the story, on the material that you're working with. This week's reading recommendation is Matrix by Lauren Groff. This is a very buzzed about book. And as someone who's very interested in spirituality and the experiences of women in spiritual spaces, this was right up my alley. I was a little bit almost nervous at first or reluctant just because I feel that way about any book that's very hyped. But I will ha I'm happy to say this book lived up to the hype. It was deeply poetic lush in its description, sensual, also very fierce and angry and bloody and brutal. In case you haven't heard about it, it's a, about the life of a medieval nun in, in a remote abbey based on a real historical figure who wrote poetry. And the things that I've learned about a medieval nunnery at this point are truly interesting. But what I think I've, I really admire in this book is the way that Groff has made a, a narrative out of a life so that a biography of sorts, a fictionalized biography, has its own themes and, and masterful metaphors that are drawn out beautifully in the course of the story. Thanks for listening. The Writerly Bites podcast will be back with micro tips to make your writing better. It's produced by me, Blair Hurley. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and visit the website at writerlybites.com. Email me at writerlybitespodcast at gmail.com with your favorite tips or questions about the writing life, which I'd love to tackle in future episodes.